Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Man, I have a co-host who is, he's a superstar. You should see this guy's day. Uh, he's a beast of an attorney. He's preparing your guys' sub and Luke and Nation. We want to welcome you guys back to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Kate, I love it. How you love feeling, it. my man? How you feeling? I'm today? feeling. I'm feeling. I am feeling. Let me tell you. I'm definitely feeling. I'm feeling something. I don't know exactly what it is that I'm feeling. I'm feeling something. You know, it's Veterans Day tomorrow. Uh, my my place is uh, my place of business is uh, is is open, but I took the day off because my kids' school is closed, so I'm able to kind of relax and reflect. There you go. I heard my uh, I was proud of my son this morning. I heard him talking to his his teacher, and the teacher was saying something like, you know, you know, my I had this person in my family who was in you know World War One, and my my son who who knew my grandparent, my grandmother, my grandfather passed away before he was born, but my grandmother lived in 96. So my son actually knew her. Wow. And he says, Oh, my grandmother was in world war two. She was in the Navy. And of course, you know, the teacher is like, whatever he is. And I'm like, no, it's true. He's telling you the truth. She was in the Navy. Your mom, your grand, my grandma your grand- yeah, my was in the Navy. My dad's mom was in the Navy. How, how 100%. was she in the Navy? She was in something called the Waves. You got to look it up. It's a women's auxiliary. Um, but yeah, she full on Navy was in World War II. You know, did a whole did a whole nine yards. My grandfather was in the Navy also, but he spent more time in the brig probably than uh, seeing active duty. Um, but yeah, Grandma Grandma Faye, full on. How Navy. important is it? And do you feel like our, our teachers, like given that your kids are in primary school, right? Leah's in middle school. Ian's in elementary. Do you feel like they do a good job teaching history? Good enough. I mean, look here. I mean, look, they, they have they brought it up the week of Veterans Day, right? I mean, the school is off. It allows for them to, you know, ask questions and kind of, you know, celebrate it. Um, I don't think I, I don't think you could do a good enough job of celebrating our troops, uh, you know, veterans or active military. Um, so, you know, as much time as they can dedicate with our, our kids to them, that that's that's time well spent, other than things like science. Come on now. Who needs science and math? You know, I mean, no one needs that stuff. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I was, I was, know, who even it. knows what science is, right? Because they're, let's, let's take this math thing into consideration. Some people would argue there's science on both sides, right? Yeah. There's science saying that breathing in your own air, your own recycled air, makes it you unhealthier and weakens your immune system. Other people say, well, it's your, it's your right to protect ever, people around you and you're, you have to wear a mask. Science I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. You know that whole analysis. You know what it was? It was delicious. You have to work that in. <laughs> Our audience, they, they, you know, Luca Nation. They wanted to make sure you knew. They loved how delicious your play was yesterday. Let me let me layer on something. And here's why I was so excited. Let's really simplify. Let's say you're an investor and you have this strategy, right? Mm-hmm. You buy graded cards. You buy raw cards, right? Yep. That thirty percent, that delicious thirty percent return is on buying graded cards, right? You buy a Luca Prism PSA 10, you make your 30%, you get out. Here's how you get that 30% even higher. Really where you get those gains is by grading the raw cards, right? So yep. your 30% is the minimal, it's the benchmark. And then you apply all of your risk to grading cards. 
And that's where your returns could get to 100, 200, 500x. So actually buying graded cards, getting your 30% out, it's almost conservative, right, Cage? But I agree. But if you on the system, the strategies of buying raw and grading, that's where your returns can be astronomical. Uh, and, and that's really what I've done. That's really, if you really want to simplify my strategy, it's been that for the last 12 months, it's been exactly that. Uh, getting my returns when I buy a card graded, get my return. And then really where I make a lot of my money and increase my bankroll is buying raw, grading, and flipping. That's where I've been able to get 10, 15x uh, returns. Um, so just something to think about. I like it. I mean, listen, that's, I mean, you can't really go wrong with that, right? I mean, you're, you're telling people, uh, you know, how to make money. <laughs> uh, so what's going on in the world today, Andrew? Normally you got something fun to talk about. Dude, I'm beat this morning. I had an unbelievable workout on the beach. I try to get a walk every morning and then do 20, 100-yard beach sprints. Today, they just hit different. It was pretty windy, so that was hard. I was on a mission. I'm this weird guy that when I'm doing sprints and I see people walking, I'm like, yeah, you would be lazy. You would be lazy. You wouldn't be running here with me. And I, like, juice myself up like that. I don't really feel that way about them. I use it to kind of, like, play mind games uh, with myself to kind of give me that extra energy. So it was just, it was just a serious, serious workout. So I'm kind of drained. I, I don't know. But I don't got much for you guys other than uh, I'm very grateful. I'm very happy. I couldn't be more thankful to our community and Luca Nation. The interaction has been off the charts. It, it feels like it. it's just one running conversation the last few weeks with people. It's pretty cool. Do you have a pick for these guys for today? If not, I, I can roll into mine. I do, but it's a little bit different. It's actually a pick, um, more of a recommendation. So okay. as we probably graded or bought, you know those, you know those optic um, inserts, mm-hmm. or uh, those buy house inserts that I was talking about, or you know fifteenth Le- year LeBron James optic. Yes, I would say right now my pick, and it's super basic, uh, is to. S- this would be a great time to auction those off. If you've been looking for a time to sell those cards, your non-rookie uh, kind of, can you give me a word for those cards? How would you describe those cards? Inserts, so, optic colors. Well, it depends, right? So there's uh, inserts would be if like you talk about like the, my house yep. and those type of things. Those are, those are inserts. Um, I think you're probably talking more of like, you know, any card of LeBron that's an insert as well as, um, you know, like off year stuff, you know, like his base silver from 2019, you know, that's not an insert per se, but it's definitely not a, a highly sought after card of his, I mean, new new Laker Jersey, but basically, you know, you want to call them like, um, you know, non-essential cards. You want to call them, you know, like, uh, a rookie card is essential card. You know, you want to talk yeah. about like maybe a second year or, you know, a Chrome card, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think in a 2012 prism, you could say is a cool one. Cause it's the first prism card, but you know, other stuff, you know, I mean, now you start to stretch it, you know, his first card La- in his La- Lakers. Last, jersey year's, year. last year's Durant card in a Brooklyn Nets jersey. Yeah. Or yep. last year's optic Durant numbered out of 49. Though like right now what I'm doing, and I think it's actually a little bit contradictory to what everyone else is doing. I'm seeing a lot of buying in the market. 
I'm actually selling a lot into the market so that I can be sitting on cash. Right now, I feel like going into December and January, I want to have a, a pretty liquid portfolio. I want to have 20 to 30 to 35% of my portfolio be cash because I think there's going to be some really unique uh, flight to quality buying opportunities in the next few days, few weeks, I apologize. Okay. Uh, and why I say that, I'm selling a lot of these cards myself. So I'm seeing record prices on those cards. Cards that I've bought for 20, 25 bucks got graded as a PSA 10, might've been a hundred dollar card. Now it's selling for 180. Wow. And it's, it's not a prism. Like it's not like well, the card I'm selling that comes to mind is the winner stays, you know, that insert. Yep. Optic Kobe Bryant orange out of 40, out of 39, I believe. Wow. I, I, I bought it for, I think 175 bucks. It's already at 183 on auction. I think with this wave of buying that's coming in the next three, four, five weeks, for, like the Luca Prism PSA 10 is already 1500 uh, With this wave wow. of buying, I think it's a good time to uh, sell off some of these, whatever the op- these riskier investments, take the cash out, and you're going to find some opportunities, I believe, um, at the end of December, early January, to buy some really nice stuff. And if you don't have that liquidity, it's going to be hard to gobble up those really nice deals. So give me one example. You're talking about like a LeBron insert card. That's that's the best example we have. I mean, I think a lot of people have that LeBron winner stays card. I really do believe that. Uh, Curry winner stays. A lot. Curry inserts, I think, would be an interesting because they ha- they didn't move in the middle of summer, you know. Uh, but now that Curry insert, you might have pulled yourself out of the pack. And got graded a PSA 10, it might sell for 90, 90 to 100 bucks. That's a nice profit, man. And what, what are you doing with that card? You know, that's the question. What are you, what are you holding those non scarce 20th year inserts for? Like, what's going to cause them to appreciate? I think if you have them, I think now's a great time to sell. I think you're going to be in the profit with it. I think you're going to be able to get some good money out of it. And you're going to be able to buy some really nice assets, uh, long-term assets from that. I like it. I like it a lot. And I have some of these cards. I will definitely, I will definitely think about selling these 100%. Let, I mean, let, it's definitely... let me ask you. Go ahead. If you have five of them, five, like a Curry Stays PSA 10, a My House John Morant, a LeBron uh, Winner Stays, if you have those, wouldn't it be nice to sell them, get 500 bucks out, and buy three or four Tatis? tops psa tens yeah you're basically flipping inserts for a guy who might be in the mvp talk next year in mlb baseball and Mm. i think it's not just looking at prices it's looking at market trends as nba season starts um kind of it's right around the corner here where mlb is already a distant memory it's essentially flipping just non-scarce i can't think of the word right now because i am a little bit freaking exhausted right now from the run uh, but flipping those those assets for a really nice buy like tatis um so not the most articulate but i think if you're listening to this you, you kind of catch my drift uh i tell you guys plays that i'm doing myself and 
I think it makes sense. And you I like it. If you have questions. I like it. So here's my play for the day, and I'll give you a a, a person on it too. But I want you to, you know, I want you to do your own research. I want you to, I want you to take a look at this too, right? So, um, you know, there are bargains to be had. Um, the draft is next week for the NBA. It's a week from tomorrow. Um, I personally broke t- three boxes of 2020 Prism NBA draft, and. Look, I, I try to be on the ball when it comes to all of these sports, all of these guys, you name it. I know a lot about every sport. But this year is a tough year. This year is a difficult year for it because especially, you know, for the NBA draft, um, there wasn't really a college season. You know, I mean, there was a, an interesting college season, you know. Um, there's not a lot of tape. There's not a lot of film on these guys. There are some guys in Europe that there's a little bit more film on. But basically, the the draft is more wide open than it has been in a very in a very long time, and there are going to be people in this draft that are um, surprises. You know that steal of the draft type player, the projects out there, the bowl bowl that might come in and have a good game and shock everybody at a, at a dollar. Um, and you don't have prism cards out yet. You don't have mosaic cards out yet. But what you do have are these draft cards, right? And the other thing you have are guys like me who are breaking it because they wanted to break it. 200 something dollar box with their son and, uh, and pull a lamello ball car because that's the only one your son knows um or a wiseman because you, you hope and pray that he falls to the hornets for you guys at number three so Devontae has a big man athletic on the inside to, to throw the ball to um but outside of that there are all these guys that you know someone like me has never heard of and I'm just now, you know, I opened three boxes. I spent 600 something bucks and I'm like, oh, let me get on eBay and put some of these cards up. You know, let me sell what I can and try to recoup some of my costs on this. And I will tell you that nine out of 10 guys who I pulled in these packs, I didn't know who they were. So before I go up there on eBay and just throw them up there, I'm going to do some research. And this is where I think you can make some money, right? And I'm going to give you a perfect example of this, right? I put aside a whole bunch of cards that I was going to sell on eBay. Each one of these boxes has five autographs. I got 15 autographs. I had not heard of any of those 15 players. But I showed some pictures to some folks, and they're like, oh, that guy, you know, he, he might go in the top 10. I mean, that's a, good, that's a good player. That's a good draft pick. Like, all right, let me put that one to the side and don't sell it in a lot of five autos for 20 bucks. But there are plenty of those lots of autos for 20 bucks. And there are guys who will probably be drafted in the first round who may show up. So I did some research today, and I'll give you the, the one guy who kept coming up in, in, what I, in what I was researching, and then I'll, I'll, I'll finish my story with it. So you don't have to buy this guy. He's got some other cards, good contenders, got some draft picked uh, autos um, you know, for Prism. Um, but I started researching it, and for whatever reason, the, the draft sleeper you know, category from you know, drafting anywhere from number 15 to 30, so like mid to late first round, this guy's name kept coming up. And people talk about how he might, you know, come into that, you know, 10, 12, 13 range if people are high on him. He's a project, probably not going to make a killing or a big splash this year in the NBA. But instead of drafting a, a mid-level college player that really has no, no, no high ceiling at that point in the draft, why don't you take a project player who could turn into something else? So the sleeper candidate, seven foot tall, but seven foot tall and athletic, skinny seven foot tall, like 200 pounds, 201, right? Played in Greece. What people are saying about this kid is that he's weird because he passes the ball well for seven feet, doesn't have strength yet to defend post-ups at seven feet, but they're not putting him in a seven-footer center role, which, by the way, hardly even exists in the NBA now. Um, The guy's like a pull-up shooter. 
you know, he's a three-point shooter. He's like an outside seven-footer, you know. Um, you know, look, if he can build some size and, and you name it, um, 18 years old, one of the draft's youngest prospects, they're saying he's, uh, you know, they might have some, might require some patience on him, but he played for, um, I will say it wrong. What do what what they call it? Olympiacos, uh, the league that Giannis also worked his way up. And this guy, you know, he averaged 10, 11 points, eight rebounds. Yes, a bunch you said of it well. All you right. said it really well. But is, they say he's a great – go ahead. Is, is it is, – what's his name? It's Alex Pokusevsky. P-O-K-U-S-E-V-S-K-I. Alex wow. Pokusevsky. Now, here's why this is funny, right? Now, I see him wearing like a Serbia jersey, right? Because – you know, in the hours leading up to today's episode where I was doing my research on this, and I can give you other guys' names too. I was like, all right, let me, this is a play here because I have a stack of these prison draft guys. And one of these guys is going to get drafted in the first round and you can buy their base cards now for a buck or a, a lot of 10 of them for five bucks. Because people are just literally, what I said, putting these cards up on eBay and trying to recoup whatever they can because they didn't get a Lamelo Ball Silver or they didn't get a Wiseman, or they didn't get an Edwards, or the guys that are on the cover of the box that everybody knows about. Everybody else is an unknown commodity. But there were people who fell into that category in years past who turned into something good. Now, I'm not saying this draft card is going to be the one that's going to have you know great long-term value because regular prism is going to come out, optics is going to come out. You're going to have you know a lot of great stuff to buy. But right now, these draft prospects for next week when they get drafted on your team or on someone's team – Right now, you can buy them cheap. And next week, automatically, there's going to be an increased demand for that player because the the whoever the late-round pick of the, I don't know, of the Lakers is, Laker fans are going to get them. Whoever the late-round pick of the Suns are, the Suns are going to, the Suns fans are, oh, that's my rookie this year. You can go out and get him. So I, when I did this research, this was the guy, Alex Pokusevsky, who came up. So I went through my cards. And you know what I found? I'll show you, Andrew, because you get the kick out of it, right? I and found this. It. it was in, like, with my commons. So here is the kid's auto, right? It says prospect autograph, right? And I look at it. It's this, It's like an orange pulsar-looking thing. That thing is mm-hmm. numbered out of, out of 49. And I'm like, hey, look what I got. I was going to sell this for, like, $5. Because <laughs> I'd never heard of this dude. So this is the, this is the story, right? This is the... Uh, this is the the lesson right you open stuff up do some research first and also with prospecting like this you never know who's going to be the guy this guy might turn into nothing right who the hell knows but now i know doing a little research i shouldn't be just like uh throwing this in a lot of four guys i've never heard of his autos for 20 bucks because somebody would get a steal and it happened it's one of my one of my better cards and i had no idea are you saying other people, as they're ripping up these, ripping these packs, they might throw Pokazewski into a lot that without even knowing? That is my point. So that auto, you might be able to find this guy's auto. You know, somebody like me who was like, oh, shit, let me just get wherever I can. You might find this guy's, you know, his base auto, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it is. And he's, you know, somebody who might be worth significant value down the road. You might be able to, to find that, that player. And do some research also. It's, I'm not saying just go online and find Pokazewski autos, right? Uh, you know, he, although I, I'm reading a lot about him. Do some research leading up to this draft, and you might find your own Pokasevsky. You might, you know, you might find some. Go ahead. Do you think is the play to flip it right after the draft? Well, someone like him, uh, possibly if he gets drafted. So what I'm expecting, why I why I brought him up, right, is I'm expecting him to um, to be drafted somewhere in the middle of the first round, and his cards are not selling for middle of the first round kind of draft. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, so, so yes, that's a, a card, but the one that I just found, that's a card that I think I will probably sell in the days following the draft. So let me yeah, ask you, what's your experience with the draft, um, the draft sets, like how, how it, I know they don't last, but is there a play? Is there a way to make money on them? So this year, especially there is, and I made a killing on prism draft football last year with Gardner Minshew. Cause it was the only prism card that was available. And I had autos out of 25 autos out of 49 his mojo autos. I had more Gardner Minshew prism draft than, than I knew what to do with. Well, basketball starting December 22nd and it's a 72 game season. And Prism Basketball, I don't think it's coming out until, like, March. Wow. So you'll have all the releases, sure. But, you, you know, this season's going to be ending. It's kind of like football. You know, football draft is still, is still a product. People still like the football draft prospects. You can go out and get a nice Tua card or, or Burrow and Prism. Mosaic is there also. But, but there is no Prism Football yet. I think Prism Football doesn't release until December 2nd. The season is going to be two-thirds over by the time Prism Football comes out. So people have to have something to invest in their guys on. So this draft product, this product here, it's, you know, it's, it's one that's breakable. It's one, you know, it's got multiple cards. And, and yeah, I mean, if, if, if Christmas week, LaMelo Ball puts up, you know, a couple of triple doubles, there is no regular prism card to sell of his or to go on eBay and buy. So yes, this is a product that does have some, some good potential. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my, that's my thought on it, right? So, I mean, I, I just have to be doing When does Prism this. Basketball normally come in? Like, normally come out during a normal so year? in prior years, it comes out, I think, in, like, December it came out last year. Wow. So, basically, like, the first... Because basketball starts October 31st, right? Yes. Or it so, it, so the, or is it October 2nd? So, it, it comes out a couple months into the season, but it's usually ready for Christmas. It's usually ready for, yep. you know, the whole deal. So, but, but it, you know... The, the draft cards, look, I'm not telling you that this is this is the card to buy, to hold on to forever, because it's yep. not, right? <clears throat> it's, you know, eventually there will be a prism version um, of these guys. So, you know, that'll let's be the do, one that people Let's do at. a little bit of, um, do you buy or sell LaMelo Ball? Not necessarily the cards, real quick, just the player, the prospect. Buy or sell you, LaMelo Ball? You know, I've watched some footage on him. I, I think it really is going to depend on where he lands. Right, I, I think I think I buy him if he lands in fifty percent of the league. Believe it or not, on a worse team, I buy him if he lands in Detroit because Detroit trades up for him, or he lands in the Knicks because the Knicks trade up for him. I know everybody hates the Knicks. I know I understand it's like a horrible franchise, but a team like that that's going to trade up for him and and actually give something away that's going to say to the kid, "Go do your thing, run the offense." Let the offense run through you. We envision you as a Luka Doncic-type player. Go ahead and run, run the point, pass, shoot, you know, fill the stat sheet. Um, you know, he's not going to have the rebounds that look at this. But, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying. Somebody where, where a franchise will give him the keys, his cards are going to be worth money because he's going to put up stats. He's going to be a stat machine. Now, if Golden State drafts him, can we you talk know, about he, that? Why would Golden State to, to, like he, he would anchor the second the second unit off the bench? Is the thought process? Uh, Golden State would draft him because when you have the second pick, you draft the highest talent on the board. Unless somebody comes in and, and gives you a trade for uh, a star caliber player who can contribute right now, or somebody comes in and gives you more draft picks for you to build in the future. Um, 
I don't know why they would draft him other than he slots in to be a top three or four pick and they have a top three, you know, a top two pick. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I just, um, and he, he uh, bringing him off the bench would be an interesting play for Golden State. Okay, uh, James Wise, Wiseman, buy or sell yep. as a player. I'm actually a buyer on Wiseman, mostly because I hope he falls to the, sure. the Hornets at three. Although I'm hearing a lot, look, there's a lot of misinformation the week leading up to the draft. There's so much misinformation out there. It's like you know, it's like espionage game, right? You know, he's playing here. He's he's going to draft here. He's going to slot here. You know, we Lamelo Ball's falling out of the top five, so now Wiseman's going to go two, and Edwards is going to go one. I mean, there's all this stuff. A lot of that, I think, is you know Golden State putting it out there so that the Hornets trade up to two and give them, you know, something <laughs> to go from three to two, even though they had no interest in actually taking Wiseman anyway. I like him. I actually saw him play. Um, I actually saw him play um, a little bit with Memphis this year. I mean, that was like a crazy fiasco where he was ineligible and then he played and the whole deal. I've seen footage on him. Um, I think he's got some real athletic ability. Uh, also, very tall inside player. Um, it's going to come down to whether or not he works on his game. But for this draft class, he's one of he's one of the one of the big guys. He's one of the better guys. Um, Anthony you know, Edwards. I like Edwards. I think Edwards is the most NBA ready, um, you know, guy out there. Um, I think I think Edwards will be a good player. Um, you know, it's a fun it's a fun little thing, right? To go through these, you know, the draft players. Um, you know, who's going to be good? Who's not going to be good? Um, we talk about Wiseman. There is. Um, there's a school of thinkers out there that like this Denny Avija, Avdija. I, I'm going to say mm-hmm. it wrong. You, you know, he played for Israel. I got, actually got a silver of him, and I, again, I didn't know who the hell that was either. Denny Avdija. Like, You're right. Yeah. So he's very good. Now, like I said, there's a school of people out there on, on the Wiseman from, from camp Israel. From who Israel. say that, um, I'm going to say this guy's name wrong too, but Onyeka Okungwu. Yeah, it's a, a big guy from um, mm-hmm. from USC. That's right. Um, you know, and and there are a lot of people out there who say that he may end up being the best big man in the draft class, more so than Wiseman or anybody else. Um, you know, but th- th- that's the fun part about the draft, right? Everybody's got their opinion. Um, but you know, I watched I watched some tape on him in USC. He played a great game. I watched on YouTube against Pepperdine. Um, and I'm like, oh, this guy. I mean, Pepperdine is not an NBA team, clearly. But he's a young kid. I mean, a freshman, I think. Um, and uh, he looked, he looked, uh, he looked apart. You know. So if that translates over, you know, maybe that's a guy you take a, a flyer on for a couple of bucks. Um, then who knows where he's going to land? God, what what I'm seeing is this class is a lot of good players. Yep. Other than Lamelo Ball. I don't feel they carry the brand, the reputation, kind of like the that Zion factor um, that might be worth it when you're investing in cards. I also don't see a star in this draft. I think it's it's definitely a down year for players. Like I think Killian Hayes is an interesting one. Sadiq Bay was good on Nova, but I don't see any stars. Uh, I'm big on R.J. Hampton just because I like him a He's lot. He's a nice one. Hampton's a nice one. But you know what the names you're giving? Those are the names of good role players exactly. on a team. Exactly. Those are not guys who are going to be the the flashy, like, you know, um, carry a team, team's number one. They're going to be good players. And, you know, every team needs those good players, and that's what you fill out in a draft. Um, 
Hampton and Bay, they are two of the top names that fit that bill. Um, yeah. But they, but the draft, I'll go, I'll go one step on what you're talking about. There are a lot of low ceiling players. Like, you know what you're getting with them. Yes. Not a lot of flyer players. That's kind of why I like this, uh, this, this uh, Pokosevsky guy. Cause <laughs> who knows what you get out of a, uh, out of an 18 year old, 200 yep. pound, seven foot, three point shooter. <laughs> and you get, and you're get, and you're getting it cheap too. Yep. Yep. And I, I will say this, what's interesting to me, and I, I wonder if this happens is human beings. We love contrast, right? I wonder if the prices of 18 and 19 prism rookie class and especially the sealed wax go up quite a bit because this class is weak. And I don't know if it would be. What do you think? Do you think the contrast of not having a true number one in this draft or even a top five that's super enticing, does that hurt, help, have no effect on 2018, 2019 sealed wax? No, I think I think over time <clears throat> you're going to see that that uh, that wax continues to go up. And I'm not talking about the draft wax, although believe it or not, yeah. you know, even like last year's Prism draft, you know, those boxes are 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 twice the price of what this year's Prism draft. I mean, there's not really a lot of people out there trying to buy draft. But if you're talking about like the sealed regular Prism 2018, yes, when you see how good that draft class was. That's that is a Michael Porter Jr. went 13th in this draft. He would go top three even with his injury. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of that out there. But look, that happens in every sport. You can look back on and say, you know, 1984 tops football wax box sealed sells for a boatload more than 85, you know, because 84 has the quarterback class. It has Marino. It has Elway. It has Todd Blackledge and uh, and Jim Kelly <laughs> and uh, Ken O'Brien. Sorry, Jets. Um, but you know, '85 didn't have any rookies. It had like a Warren Moon card in it, which was sort of a rookie because he you know he had played before it. But then '86 it goes back up because '86 he got Jerry Rice's rookie card and Reggie White's rookie card and you know I mean really it's you know Steve Young if you don't count as USFL and Reggie White if you don't count as USFL. But yeah, hundred percent, man. And you're right. I think when people see the lackluster, you know, high end of this draft class, they will go back and look at last year and the year before and say, okay, I, I, I might not, I, I could put a sealed wax away of this year, but I'm going to go back and put another one away of 2018. Although the flip side to that equation is think about the last two years, the can't miss guys, right? So we knew we had Zion and we knew we had um, Ja. Where was Tyler yep. Hero drafted? What number was, was he picked? you remember i want to say eight through 13 yeah so and where was where was sga draft was it before where was, was it quarter yeah I, I i i'd have to look man i figured you knew heroes you know entire bio you know bio 13. Off the top of your head. so so think about that right so you're 13 right and and where was where was 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 sga drafted and where was porter drafted and where was Devonte graham drafted? porter was porter was 13 all right, so you know who's going to be number thirteen this year, and more importantly, the, more important than the number, right? Is every year somebody surprises? Every year somebody comes out of nowhere. Whether it's Latrell Sprewell in the nineteen ninety two draft being taken number twenty four out of Alabama, whether it's you know uh, Nick Van Ex- Van Exel the following year being taken in the second round, 
but it's Devontae Graham being taken in the second round. I mean, you know, there are people who are going to show up who are not in the top three, four, or five picks in this draft year who surprise. People who are projects, people who are, you know, what 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 position was Giannis drafted? Giannis, I think, was also at 13. <laughs> if that's true, we just, you know, whoever is 13 should just always be who you invested. Dude, 13 is my lucky number, but I don't know if I told you that. Well, actually, you, you know all my passwords, so you actually do know that. Uh, Luca, Luca was drafted. Giannis, Giannis was 15th. Giannis was 15th. 15. CJ was 13 in that draft. So that was the Bennett year, right? Yes, sir. It's always crazy going back on drafts and looking how much people, professional GMs miss. CJ McCollum was drafted 10th. 10th. Um, Steven Adams, Steven Adams drafted 12th. Rudy Ryan. Gobert drafted twenty seventh. Oh, I mean, Shy was thirteen. Was eleventh. Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek was thirteen in that year. Dennis Schroeder was drafted seventeenth that year. That's a great scene. But but think of think of the people who were in that draft class. Yep. Who Tim Hardaway Jr. was picked twenty fourth. You know, Rudy Gobert picked twenty seventh. So I mean, these are guys who obviously they came out of. And this, we're just going back to that year, right? These are guys who came out of college who obviously were not those, uh, you know, can't miss guys. Um, it's crazy. DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley were both drafted ahead of Luca. Jaron Jackson was drafted ahead of Trey. Mohamed Bamba got drafted sixth. It's crazy. How do they miss so bad? Poor I mean, fourteenth. I've been wrong quite a bit on these numbers. Is it really? Is it really that they miss, or or is it that you know they're going by what they're going by? You know what I mean? I mean, they you know. I mean, were there really fourteen players better in two thousand seventeen than Bam? Possibly at the time he came out, he maybe he's improved his game that much, right? I mean, Donovan Mitchell and Bam Adebayo were taken after. Frank Nitalakina, I, I love going after. I love going after the Knicks. I mean, think of the Knicks. Look at what they did there. Pick number eight. Did they take Luke Kennard? I would even be okay with. Did they take Donovan Mitchell, who went 13th? Did they take Bama Adebayo, who went 14th? No. I mean, even Jared Allen was picked 22nd. OG Anunoby at 23. I mean, Kyle Kuzma, 27. Think of all the players that are out there, you know, who, who are taken later on, who, you know, will contribute. That's just one draft. So I like it because here we are, you know, we're talking about these, these guys, we're talking about, you know, prospects. There are players out there in this drafting that are going to be five years from now when we're on episode, you know, 47,000 of this show. Um, and we're looking back, we're like, Oh, could you believe that uh, so many teams passed up on Pokasevsky and that giraffe? Do you believe 13 people were picked ahead of it? I mean, it, that conversation will be had. You just don't know exactly who, who the player is going to be. I love it. I love it. So a little bit different episode for us today, isn't it, Cage? Talk yeah, a little well, bit about the NBA draft. I talk about selling cards as a play. Um, but that's what you get here. It's not always going to be, hey, do this. Follow well, me. Listen, go out there and get some Pokasevsky cards if you want me to tell you what to do, right? But remember, you know, when the draft comes around in 2016, right? We all knew that Ben Simmons was a no miss, 
no, a can't miss player. And Brandon Ingram was a can't miss player. And, and Jalen Brown was great. And those would be a top three, right? Um, but way the hell down at 27th was uh, Pascal Siakam. So the draft is a fun time. You know, the draft is a fun time for the, you know, for the NBA, right? Um, you know, there's a Karis Levert at 20. So I love this stuff, especially because, like, look, when, when NBA Prism comes out this year, how much is a box going to be? I mean, is it going to be $2,000 for a hobby box of Prism? Uh, maybe. Would anybody flinch at that? I mean, that, that could possibly be the price, right? But now you can get for two and change a five autograph box of draft and maybe land one of these guys who turns into one of your, uh, you know, one of the prospects that pays off. You never know. I, I happen to get one of the sleeper autographs and didn't even know it. <laughs> so, you know, it's. Uh, Was that you or Ian who pulled that? Ian might have pulled it. Who knows? Who knows? I really have no idea. But, you know, we're, uh, we're having fun. And these are not, they're not going to, they're not going to break the bank. If you think about going out and buying a box of tops update, buy one of these instead. <laughs> Basketball instead of baseball it seems to be the way we're leaning. All right, Luca Nation. Listen, we appreciate, um, you know, all of the, uh, all the support. We hope you've seen some, you know, some updated content from us the last couple of days. We got a, we got a, we got a, we got a guy behind the scenes, Jordan, working with us putting out some really fun content, you know, cutting some videos for us. Made me look like a genius with a little Kyle Lewis uh, video we put up there. That was the unanimous rookie of the year. Thank you for being with us, Luca That's Nation, true. for as long as you have. Hopefully you guys got in on that card early. Hopefully you guys are uh, already waiting months for PSA to return your cards instead of trying to buy them now. Um, you guys who were on that play when we gave it will have those PSA 10s back in time for the next season to start. Um, you know, we... Uh, We've noticed some, you know, additional additional followers, additional listeners. You know, if you can, head on over. Make sure that you're, you know, you're subscribed to the uh, the podcast. You find us over on YouTube if you like, and subscribe there. And uh, you know, we only ask that if you're getting any kind of value out of this, go ahead and, and you know, and tell somebody about it. And grow our grow our audience for us, because uh, you know that's what we're doing this for. We want to reach as many people as we can and provide value to as many people as we can. And we're also going to drop, uh, you know, our, our November submission is closed. So we're going to drop some information and, and repost, you know, starting this week, information for our next sub. Um, you know, we'll, we'll close that probably December 1st and get that one out for a December submission as well. So start getting your cards ready and, um, you know, we'll, we'll have them for, uh, for our December Luca Nation sub. Anything to add, sir? You know, you said it all really well. I, I went on Facebook uh, groups just while you were talking there, and there's just some amazing, some delicious MLB deals available right now. Um, and at the same time, I just went to Instagram the exact card that I would recommend selling, the 2019 Kevin Durant Prism Silver. Um, so it was just cool. Nothing to add to what you said. Please share. Um, and we're looking forward to doing more PSA subs with you guys. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you tomorrow, because we always do. Take care, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, Do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. 
And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.